Hey guys, David Villa here. Welcome to Game Changer. And uh, hey, just had a little bit of an issue. Want to apologize for being a couple of minutes late. And also we're airing it on my personal page. Had a, uh, had a little issue with our public page on Facebook. So it's coming to you. So if you're normally following this via Facebook, um, we're on our personal page today. And uh, we'll make sure we share it to uh, our public feed and be back on that next week. So um, those of you listening on Spotify, if you're you're subscribed to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, I want to thank you and also invite you, take this time to invite you into my uh, Game Changer Facebook group. And if you're watching this on Twitter or Instagram or YouTube Live, you can go to Facebook and search David Villa's Game Changer group. Um, we have 6,400 plus people that really encourage each other every single day. And that's what it's all about, right? And so I want to dive right into this today. And I want to talk about God's purpose for you. God's purpose for you. I think it's a subject that people, uh, you know, people look for, right? They look for purpose. Purpose is such a big word. Matter of fact, next to the Bible, as far as faith-based books, um, you know, all-time bestsellers, Purpose Driven Life several years ago, probably over a decade and a half ago now by Rick Warren is still at the top of the charts. And, uh, you know, that's because whether you're a believer or not, people are looking for purpose. They're going, hey, what am I here for? And I want to talk to you guys about God's purpose for you. It's a big deal, right? Let me start by saying this. God knows you, right? And and I think that, you know, that's something that we as as believers need to tap into. We need to remind ourselves, right, that God knows us, right? And and so, you know, you may be sitting there going, you know, does even God know who I am, right? Does, I mean, I know he created me and, and I know, you know, I, I believe he's there, but I mean, does he really intimately know me? And, you know, the word of God talks about God knowing how many hairs are on your head. I mean, come on now. That's, that's what I'm talking about. He knows how many hairs are falling out of your head every single moment. And he knows you and I, you know, you may be thinking, you don't know where I came from, right? Dave, you know, the things I've done, you don't know what I've done. You, you don't know my family. I mean, come on, we have some jacked up people. I have some jacked up folks in my family. Listen, I know exactly what you're talking about. I have some, some people that, you know, that came from the, the uh, underneath the wrong side of the tracks. And so you listen, I, I know what it means to have a jacked up family. I know what it ha- means to have a, to be voted least likely to make it right. My parents split up when I was four years, less than four years old. You know, I mean, I, I grew up, you know, seeking affirmation and you know, and needing, uh, looking for love in all the wrong places and faces. So I get it. You know, I, I, you don't know my family, David, you don't know my parents, you don't know my background. And I'm going to say, I don't, but he does. And you know, the Bible clearly says that we serve a savior, a Jesus, a high priest that is touched by the feelings of our infirmities. You got to let that sink in for a second and understand what that means. That, that Jesus Christ knows what it's like to be you. Come on now. He was tempted in all ways, but just didn't give in to it, right? So listen, you think your past excludes you from God's great purpose for your life, but I got news for you. Jeremiah says, before I formed you in the womb. So this is this is God looking at you, not only when, when man can look at you, right? As you come out of the womb and they're looking at you and you're crying as a baby swaddled up in your, in your mother's arms, but before you were even formed in your womb, in the womb of your mother, God knew you. He said, before you were born, he sanctified you. He ordained you. You came from God, people. I want to tell you this. You came from God and your assignment cannot be messed up by your circumstances or your past. Now that's 
grounds for shouting, right? Because listen, here's the thing, man, man will discount you. Matter of fact, I mean, man, before they hire you, they look at your resume before, you know, before they, they, they hang out with you. They want to know who your friends are before they, you know, before they date you, they want to know your history. And you know, but here's the reality. God knows all of that stuff. And in spite of despite of your past, he's like, I love you. I've called you. I've qualified you and I'm going to bless you. And he sends you into your destiny. So your assignment, God's assignment on your, on your life, right? Your purpose, Come on now, can't be messed up by the circumstances of your past. Now that you should praise God for, right? Because Jeremiah talks about you. You came from God. So listen to this. We were made in his image. And, and I want to go back to Genesis for a second. I just want to kind of just, just take a second, right? Let me get theological for like two seconds, because I think this is real important that we put this in perspective, right? When God was creating heaven and earth, right? When he was, he was, I mean, he did a lot in six days. You think Chick-fil-A does a lot. I mean, they're closed on Sundays just like God is, right? But the reality is he did, he, you know, he, he was, he did a lot more and say, I love some chicken biscuits, you know, and, and waffle fries. I like, you know, I like Chick-fil-A, but let me tell you something. God did way more, right? He was busy during those six days. I mean, he made, he made, he made the earth. He made the grass. Then he said, then, then he made the waters and then he made the sky. But listen to what he said. He goes, he goes, ground, bring forth cattle. And he said, you know, ocean, bring forth fish. And he said, sky, bring forth the birds. So he called this, the substance out of the source. He literally looked at the sky and said, hey, birds, come on. And he looked at the grass in, in, the, in the land and he said, cattle or, or you know, or, cattle, come on. He looked at the sea and he said, fish, come on. He called the substance out of the source. But when it came to you and I, he said, let us make man in our image. And he, and he said, let us, because he's looking at Jesus and the Holy Spirit. The three of them were huddled up and they looked at, and they said, Hey, I'm going to speak directly to, to, uh, uh, to Susie, to, to James, to John, to Alyssa, to whoever's listening. I'm going to speak directly to you. And I'm going to say, you let us create them in our image. And that's powerful. We were created in the image of God in the, so the substance, the, the substance was called out of the source. He called you and I out of himself, man. That's, that's deep. That's deep. God knows you. He knows you more than anyone. Else. He knows what he knows your thoughts. He knows the in, the innermost desires of your heart. He knows he knows how you think. He knows your shortcomings. God knows you. He knows you. You might think, you know, so and so knows me. You know, she knows me. He knows me. He gets me, right? They get me. I know my children or I know my parents or whatever it is, but God knows you. And that should fire you up. Your past can't be messed up by your, your, I'm sorry, your assignment cannot be messed up by your past. It can't be jacked up by your circumstances. In spite of all of that, God still says, I've called you, I've destined you, and I'm putting you on that path. Come on, let's look at the next point here, right? He has a plan for you. So here's the crazy thing. I want you to get this for a second, right? Because this should fire you up. When we talk about purpose, it's not just like a, a surface level deal. It's not just, it's not just purpose, you know, like, like it's, it's not just, Hey, you know, Oh, and that's that, you know, that's your purpose or, you know, Oh, you should, you know, you knit that blanket really well. That's, you know, you should start knitting blankets for a living. It's not like surface level stuff, right? It's deep. He knows you. He knows the weaknesses. He knows the shortcomings. But in spite of that, he has a plan for you. Ephesians 2.10 reminds us, for we are his workmanship. Listen, he authored you. In Hebrews 12.2, it said he's the author and the finisher of your faith. We get that. We don't, we don't understand that. Listen, he authored you. He, he, he signed the original copy in the front. 
It's his autograph. But here's the deal. If he authored you or started it, he's the finisher. He will finish it. He doesn't leave it undone. So Ephesians says we are his workmanship. We are his project. We are his design, right? He created us in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand. He's so amazing. His mind is so beyond ours. His thinking is so above ours. His ways are so above ours that he prepared every single human being that was, that is, and that will come beforehand that we should walk in in the good works that he ahead of time created, that he birthed in you and I ahead of time. When you were and I were created, God encoded us, listen, for an assignment. He, he wrote it in our DNA. He, he inscribed it inside of our heart. And he gave you and I the power to get it done. Meaning he didn't make a mistake. He didn't, he didn't, he, God never goes, man, I regret that. You know, you know what? I messed up there. God can't mess up. Before he messes up, what he speaks happens. He, he can't make a mistake. He, he's infallible. I mean, he's, he's infallible. He, he's incapable of lying. He's incapable of making a mistake. So you and I have an encode written and assigned on the inside of us, on our heart, by God the Father, meaning that we're an original copy. We are a masterpiece. We are his workmanship. Just like if I dr- painted a masterpiece, you know, like the, like the, like the, like the artist of a past that we, that we uh, go, go to art uh, galleries and look at, the, the famous ones, right? They all sign it. And, and no two pieces of art are alike. And so just like that's the case with natural artists, you have God that created the, 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 the masterpiece of your life. And inside somewhere, he carved his initials his, his, in his assignment and encoded that so that you and I will always have that there. He has a plan for us. And that should fire you up. And it should help us understand that we, because of him, can get it done. Let's look at the next point really quick. God will send you people. I want to just, I want to stop for a second and I just want to kind of get like serious for a minute. And I want you to understand that, you know, that God, I mean, throughout the Bible, I mean, he, he feeds people, you know, with manna falling from heaven. And we know when manna got old, he started dropping quail. I mean, um, you know, uh, God fed uh, Elijah through, uh, through a, um, through a bird, you know, you know, he, he spoke through a donkey. I mean, so God did some crazy stuff, right? I mean, God did some things that are out of the box, but primarily with those exceptions, he can do anything he wants, but primarily he uses people. So God will send you people. That's the thing. He's a God that's supernatural, but he's also a God that uses very practical things. He speaks to you every day. You could be driving to work or driving to to, to church or going to school or sitting in your bedroom or sitting on your back patio or laying out by the pool or wherever. You could be in the middle of home goods or wherever, whatever, wherever you are. You could, you could be there anywhere and look around and find something that God created that reminds you of who he is. And he sends people people. He uses everyday people. Many great Bible heroes found their success by learning from and being encouraged by people. People that God placed in their life. So God will send you and I people. Aren't you glad that we don't have to walk through this thing alone? That, that, you know, even though we jack some things up and we get some things wrong, that God redeems us and he doesn't go, okay, you messed up or or that situation didn't go the way that, you know, that, that, that I would have done it. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to make you be alone. I'm just going to keep you over here isolated in a corner. God redeems your purpose and he connects you with people. And, and, and listen, and that's what this is about, right? 
And so many great heroes found their success by learning from and being encouraged by people that God placed in their lives. So anytime I believe that you're about to go to a new level, hear me, right? Because we're not called to plateau. We're not called to be, you know, to, to stay still. Anytime that you and I are about to go to a new level, God will bring new people into our life because that's how God works. I believe in divine connection. So these people that God sends become the relationship that God uses to release you and I from the old and move us into the new. You got to, I'm going to say that one more time. These people become the relationships that God uses to release you and I from the old and move us into the new. I want to, I want you to know that you serve a moving God. So you, you go, well, wait a second. I know that the, the, the tattoo right here on my arm, if you can see it on the camera, be still and know, right? Listen, there's a stillness of God and, and thank God because there's times when I need stillness and I need, I need to understand that that, 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 that there's a stillness of God, but that stillness is not God doing nothing. It's not God being still. It's you and I being still in, in a God who moves. Be still and know is for you and I. God is a moving God. In the beginning, it said that the, that the Holy Spirit moved on the face of the deep, moved on the void earth. He moved in Genesis 1, and he hasn't stopped moving yet. So these relationships, God uses them to release you and I from the old and move us along with him into the new. Isn't that powerful? When Paul needed to be healed, God sent Ananias if God hadn't, Paul's ministry would never have begun. The person who wrote a, a great deal of the New Testament, who was persecuting people, that God spoke to somebody in, 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 a, in a separate part of, of the nation and called him to go meet Saul at that time, who would become Paul to minister to him. If not, his ministry would have never begun. When Paul was discouraged, tired, and afraid, God again sent someone to encourage him and lift him up. Why? Because God uses people. Aren't you glad? He uses people. And so, you know, uh, maybe God's called you to be an encourager. Or maybe he's, maybe he's not called you to just be an encourager, but maybe he's given you the gift of encouragement. And I want you to understand what, what encouragement is. I think sometimes we think we get motivation mixed up with encouragement or maybe inspiration. And those are all good things, but encouragement is, is way better, right? It's, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a deeper thing. Encouragement means to instill courage. So when you, when you look at someone and, you know, and, and, and they've lost their courage, it means that fears creeped in and it usually happens through failure. So maybe you've lost your courage in past relationships. You've lost your courage in past failures. Maybe you stepped out and tried that business venture before and now you, you've you lost your courage or your courage has been shaken because fears crept in and you're going, what if I fail again? What if I don't make it again? What if again I get burned? What if I get hurt again? What if this happens to my children again? And so Courage leaves. Encour encouragement is when God uses people many times in, in, or his word and he instills, that's what it means, instills courage. He injects courage into the situation. That's powerful. So I want to bring it home and I want to talk about the importance in the next point of a mentor. The importance of a mentor. And, and I want you to understand something. If you're a child of God and if you're watching this, you know, um, I'm by now, you know, that I'm, I'm a, I'm a person of faith. And you, you know, if you're not, if you're not a, a, a Christian, you know, I hope you become one, but that's what I'm all about. And this is all based on, 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 on 
the foundation of God. So I'm not talking about just some, some mentor, right? That, that sometimes the world talks about, not everybody is going to have permission to speak into my life. You shouldn't give everyone permission to speak into your life, right? Because, because you know, there's voices that you need. There's voices right now that you need to turn off. You don't need to let every voice in. If you don't have a mentor though, a godly mentor, I believe this, ask God to bring one into your life. Because a mentor is a person who speaks, listen, listen to this, a person who speaks to that element of potential inside of you. Keep in mind, listen, God's word is, is God could be a mentor to you and he should be the, the main mentor to all of us, but he also uses people. His word is a, is a, is a mentor in my life. I, I get, I get into the word of God every day, multiple times a day, but especially as I start my day. And, you know, there's certain times throughout the day where I rely on, you know, the word of God to, to, to be a, a voice and a mentor in my life. And you can't go wrong with that. But here's the thing. You, you need a mentor, a godly mentor in your life. And that's a person who's going to speak to that element of potential. Why do godly mentors speak to potential in your life? Why? Because God speaks to your potential. He'll speak to you. Listen, God speaks to your potential, never your past. He speaks to your potential, never your past. He doesn't go, he, listen, my mom, God rest her soul, my, my father, you know, my, my, my family, you know, they, they'll, they'll go, yeah, listen, you know, that was good, but, you know, you really could have done this, or, hey, you know, something, listen, next time. And, and, and God, God always speaks to my potential, not my past. Satan reminds and remembers. Jesus forgives and forgets. God speaks to my and your potential. And so the mentor, the godly mentor, is a person who speaks to that element of potential inside you, and they lead you and I to become the person that God created us to be. A godly mentor will always help move you and lead you the direction that God's taking you. If you find yourself with, with, with somebody that you feel might be a mentor, in your life and it's taking you away from the voice of God, then that's not a godly mentor. It's really easy. The Bible says we'll know them by their fruit, right? So they expose us. Godly mentors expose you and I to new orbits of, of ministry. Ministry is not just behind a pulpit, but you got to be a minister. I'm ministering right here. I'm at work. I minister, you know, every day. You minister wherever you are. You can minister in Starbucks. You can minister in public. You can minister, you know, it, with your family. You can minister everywhere and you should anywhere. You can minister to the Uber driver that brings your food. The, the, the mentor, the godly mentor will expose you to new orbits of ministry, new habits, and new levels of expectation. Somebody else has already made it, listen to this, through the mess that you're struggling to get through. I, you got to say that again. Somebody else has already made it through the mess that you're struggling to get through. That's why it's important that you and I have a godly mentor. Let me bring you to the, to the last point. Are you ready to know God's plan? I mean, I'm going to, I actually, actually believe that there's a collective like Amen. Hallelujah. Because right, listen, we've all gone through, you know, I mean, this season of like lockdown, shutdown, you know, uh, I mean, people are unemployed, people are frustrated. There's a lot of stuff, right? I mean, certainly if there ever were a time right now is the time where every person listening wants to know God's plan. So be open and willing to learn as God uses relationships and connections, listen, with other people to move you to a new level. So you got to be open, right? 
and you got to be willing to learn as God uses relationships and connections with other people to move you to a new level. So while you, you and I are waiting for the Lord to bring the breakthrough, we have to partner with him. We got to partner with God because look, God's word won't return void. The one thing, if there's a breakdown, it's always on our end, right? It's never on God's end. God's not a man that he should lie. He, he never fails. He, he doesn't, he doesn't quit. He doesn't give up. He doesn't mess up. He's, he's infallible. He's, he's perfect. His, he's, he's, he's God. <laughs> and so while we're waiting for the Lord to bring the breakthrough, partner with him by persisting in prayer persisting in proclamation. What does that mean? Begin to speak life, begin to declare that then proclaim the words of God, right? And begin to speak life rather than death, because the Bible says the power of life and death is in the tongue and we're going to eat the fruit of it. So we got to persist in prayer, persist in proclamation and persist in praise. Praise, by the way, is one way that we could start to proclaim because praise is, is declaring who God is. It's, it's declaring what God says. It's, 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 you can do it in any circumstance. Paul and Silas did it at midnight in the middle of a jail cell while they were while they were bound to a wall, hand and feet, and uncomfortable. They begin to praise God. Prayer, I mean, praise and prayer, they're powerful things, especially when you're waiting on the Lord for breakthrough. So when you begin to praise God, things happen. Right in the middle of that jail cell, when Paul and Silas begin to praise God and pray, power of God came into that place. And listen, it translates, it says that the 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 stocks were were broken off of them. The chains were broken off of them, but not only them, everyone in the place. And I want you to know that it translates, if you study that out, that the very stocks and bonds, the very chains heard their praise and had to react to the power of prayer and praise. And they had no choice but to release Paul and Silas and everyone around them. Why? Because they prayed and praised God. And so your proclamation, your persistence in praise is powerful and it'll bring about a breakthrough. So while you're waiting on the Lord, persist in prayer, persist in proclaiming and speaking life and persist in praise. Sing about the goodness and the greatness of God. Remember his kindness and faithfulness through you, I'm sorry, to you throughout your life. That's powerful. You guys getting this? I'm hoping this is helpful. I want to just, I want to, I want to end it by, you know, again, share this. Um, you know, we, we were, uh, if you're watching this on Facebook, everything else is normal. You know, we, we had to air this on my personal page. So, um, you know, there's some folks that probably were looking for this to, to come on a different, uh, different page. So share this for us, but I want I want you to comment, you know, today specifically with maybe a prayer request, you don't have to get all detailed, but if you're believing for family, are you believing for destiny? Are you believing for purpose? If you're believing for, you know, a, a breakthrough in a certain area, just make some sort of comment below, whatever you feel comfortable saying. If you, you know, if you just want to say, Hey, agree with me, you know, I'm, I'm believing for family. I'm believing for finances. I'm believing for health. I'm believing whatever it is. And you know what? Here's what I believe. A, we're going to pray right now in a second. And I believe that the power of prayer can cover every comment that's made now. And of course, mostly later as more people watch this throughout the week. And, and more importantly, you know, um, as you enter it in, you are coming into agreement with everything that we said. The Bible clearly talks about agreement. It says that we're to agree on earth as touching anything they ask. It shall be done. It will be done for them by my father, your father that's in heaven. That's power right there. There's power in agreement. So let's just pray. Father, Lord, I thank you. God, and I, I, I lift up every person watching right now, God, and those that are going to be watching this in the future. Lord, you're, you're, you know exactly who they are. You know ahead of time, God, who they're going to be. And I just declare, Father God, that whatever the circumstance that they're believing you for, 
God, I pray that you would come into alignment with them and they would come into alignment with you, Lord, your word. They would begin to proclaim in, in a persistent prayer, Father. And what does persistent prayer mean? They just, God, they, they just will continue to ask. Ask and shall receive. Seek and they will find. Knock and the door will be open. God, they'll persist in proclamation. They'll speak life over death. They'll speak and declare your word and what your word says about them and who, and, 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 and to them and to their purpose in you. And Father, then I will pray they would persist in praise. They will begin to praise you in spite of the circumstances and what it looks like. Father, I just thank you for every person and I thank you in advance for the answers, God, that are gonna come in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen, amen. Hey, if this is helpful, I really appreciate it if you would share it. Also, again, if you're listening on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, thank you so much for subscribing. And if you're not subscribed to one of those, um, if you would take the time to do that. Also, um, thank you for watching this on YouTube. Uh, Twitter and Instagram and of course Facebook and uh, make sure you join if you're listening on any of these platforms if you're join um, our invite only private Facebook group it's David Villa's Game Changer group um, we're going to post it in the comments here so you can actually click on it we'd love to have you join our group and uh, I'll see you guys next week and I appreciate it thank you <laughs>